Living with Diabetes, a podcast from Diabetes Victoria with Jack Fitzpatrick. Hello, one and all. Thanks for tuning in to the official Diabetes Victoria podcast. This is a great forum for those of us impacted by diabetes, whether it be directly or indirectly, to discuss ideas, share stories, and build our diabetes community. I'm Jack Fitzpatrick, ex-Melbourne and Hawthorne AFL player and current Diabetes Victoria ambassador. Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge Australia's Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples, the traditional custodians of the land, waterways and skies across Australia from where you are listening from. I would also like to pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging and to other Aboriginal people listening in. I'm joined by a special guest today in what is uh, the... 2020 International Year of the Nurse and Midwife. This special guest is a diabetes nurse educator, as well as being the project lead of the Oz Daphne Pump Pilot Project. Her name is Michelle Cox, and as I said, I'm lucky to be joined by her. How are you, Michelle? I'm good, thanks, Jack. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Going as well as uh, as well as we can be in these strange times of isolation during COVID-19. Yes, good to hear. Uh, now, I'm very excited to have you on, and as I said, it is 2020, which is International Year of the Nurse and Midwife, but before we do get into that and what exactly you do in your role as Diabetes Nurse Educator, I just wanted to have a chat about you first and see how long you've been in the role and, and how you came across you know, your job and, and what exactly inspired you to getting into it. Yep, yep, sure. Um, well, I've been nursing for about... 30 years, actually a little bit more than that if I really think about it. Um, And my first placement during my grad year all those years ago was actually in the diabetes unit at the Royal Children's Hospital. So that's really where my interest in diabetes was first peaked. And after that placement, I continued to work at RCH for about 11 years. And then my husband and I decided to relocate our small family to a small community. And I worked there as the community health nurse for several years. And it was whilst I was working in that role that um, I secured a scholarship through the Royal Australian College of Nursing to complete my post-grad certificate in diabetes education. And so I then worked in that community as a diabetes educator um, for a while. And then about seven years ago, we relocated again so that we could be closer to our family and friends and for career and education opportunities for our family. And that was when I was lucky enough to start working at Diabetes Victoria. And I've been working here at Diabetes Victoria now for over seven years in this role. Geez, time must go quickly. I'm sure about that. So before, I suppose, um, landing your, your placement role um, as it was, did you have a personal connection with diabetes or, or a special interest or was it sort of more that you just happened to fall into it and, and love the work you were doing there? Yeah, look, at that stage, I didn't have a personal connection. I've um, since had family members uh, develop type 2 diabetes. It was, um, I, I guess, luck in a way that that was the unit that I was placed on as a grad, but it was something that I was really interested in 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 regard particularly when you're working in pediatrics you don't often come across 
uh, families who are having to manage such a complex chronic condition um, that, you know, starts in seemingly well children. So I really found that really interesting in the whole kind of um, dynamic of the families having to deal with the condition. So it was certainly something that I carried then through my nursing, a, a real interest in um, in diabetes in general. Certainly is an interesting area, although I may be a little bit biased when saying that. In terms of, um, I guess, before getting into the absolute specifics of, of what you do on, on a day-to-day, was there one specific moment or, or thing that, it, that really captured you and, and got you locked into it, or, or was it just the whole area as, as a whole? Well, yeah, it was probably more in general. So as a community health nurse, I was really helping people manage chronic conditions, so long-term health um, conditions that were probably never going to go away, but they, they really needed to apply that self-management. So really moving away from relying totally on the healthcare system to manage a condition. I was really helping people to self-manage. And, and um, I think that's where diabetes was for me um, a real interest because it is a condition that you can't put in a box and, and put away for a while and have a break from. It's something that you live with constantly. And and I saw that there was uh, a role there for me to be working in partnership with people who've got diabetes to help them manage that condition as well as they can. I think you've uh, you've put that as, very, as well as I possibly could have uh, describing living with diabetes, that's for sure, no matter what type You've got also your position as the project lead of the Oz Daphne Pump Pilot Project. Um, we will talk yep. about more in the specifics of that as well a bit later on. But in terms of an overall of that, uh, just give us a bit of a rundown of, of what that means and, and what it looks like for you. Yeah, so um, Oz Daphne Pump is um, a pilot program that we're running at Diabetes Victoria. And uh, Oz Daphne Pump is a five-day structured group education program for adults who are living with type 1 who are using an insulin pump and it's um, based on a program that's been delivered in the UK for some time and in turn that has been based on uh, the Daphne program which um, is really uh, the Osdaphne Pump program is really helping participants to get the most out of their pumps. So it's teaching carbohydrate counting and insulin assessment and a- adjustment, as well as how to manage challenging situations. So, for example, if people are unwell or they're wanting to exercise, uh, that can be really um, extra challenging for people with type 1 diabetes. So the Osdaphne Pump program is really giving participants the tools to better self-manage their diabetes whilst they're using an insulin pump and to get the most out of that technology, um, you know, so giving them the skills to actually do that. So it truly is, you, you know, you've used the word self-care and, and, and manage um, self-management and stuff uh, a couple of times now, and it really is about giving people the confidence to, uh, using inverted commas here, to live as normal a life as possible uh, with type 1 diabetes and their diabetes pump. Yeah, yeah, that's ultimately what we're, we're hoping people will be going, be able to get out of the program. Okay, well, whilst we are talking about Oz Daphne, we might as well talk about that now, so if we do do a, a, an Oz Daphne program or, or course. How do we get involved in that and, and how does the course work itself? Yeah, so Oz Daphne um, was first delivered in Australia 15 years ago now and it's Oz Daphne has, is developed for people who are using multiple daily injections of people with type 1 diabetes and like Oz Daphne Pump, it's that evidence-based five-day structured group education program um, and uh, Diabetes Victoria 
auspice the program. It is run across uh, through a number of different centres across Australia and New Zealand and Singapore, actually. And um, so if people are interested in doing the program, they could get in touch with Diabetes Victoria and we could let them know where the program is running to uh, locally for them. Um, we also deliver it uh, at Diabetes Victoria, both from our Melbourne and our Geelong offices. And is this uh, an online program or is this an in-person program? So it's a face-to-face program and it's delivered in a small group setting. So there's uh, up to eight people in the group and it's facilitated by a diabetes nurse educator like myself and or, and sorry, an accredited practicing dietitian. So it's either delivered in from Monday to Friday, so five consecutive days, or it's delivered once a week for five weeks. And then after that initial program, we also offer review sessions, which really are part of the core curriculum of the program. So we offer those review sessions, which are half days at the six week mark after the program six months and 12 months. So we've really got that ongoing support and that really acknowledges that learning a whole, um, not necessarily new way, but a, a way of managing type 1 diabetes can take some time to really embed that in what you're doing day to day. And so we've got that ongoing support and review. And of course, participants also can contact their facilitators in between times if they're needing that further support. And on top of, um, obviously, the benefits of the program itself, another thing that I, I would imagine people are getting out of this is continuing to build a diabetes network. They're meeting other people who are in a similar boat to themselves and they're learning about this all at the same time and they're obviously obviously living with the same condition. So that's just another benefit of the program as well. Yeah, great. And I'm really glad you brought that up, actually, Jack. I think that that's, to me, that's the strength of the program. So it's really about learning and getting that support from each other and that what we call that peer support. So um, rather than, you know, having a teacher standing up the front of the classroom and telling everybody what to do, we're, we're really working through the curriculum together and sharing experiences. And and we often find that people come to a Daphne program perhaps having never met somebody else with type 1 diabetes. And that's really powerful for people. Um, or they might have met somebody with type 1 diabetes, but they haven't had that opportunity to really speak honestly and openly about what that's like for them. Um, and, you know, you can see that, for example, if you get somebody who's perhaps fairly recently diagnosed with diabetes coming to the group and somebody else who's been living with diabetes for 20 or 30 years and what they can learn from each other uh, is really powerful to observe. And uh, I'm sure that obviously a lot of people who, whether they're newly diagnosed with diabetes or they're living with it and it's something that they um, are, are quite shy about it and not often forthcoming about it, um, it's also a good opportunity, again, to see that other, what other people are dealing with, what other people are going through, that, as you said, you really aren't alone in this, despite at, to- at times you often might feel like you are. Yeah, and that's certainly the feedback that um, we get from the group, that that's um, one of the things people love so much about coming to Daphne and, and um 
you know, and, and actually sharing those experiences with each other. And we do find that sometimes beyond uh, the, the program, people do develop their own peer support networks uh, or they certainly link into a peer support network in their local area as a result of having been part of the Daphne program and getting the benefit of that peer support. Absolutely, absolutely. And ha- sorry, just before we uh, do move on and, and we'll come back and recap how to get involved again a bit later, but how long have you been the project lead for the Oz Daphne Pump Pilot Project? So the Pump Pilot Project is a two-year project and we, at the end of June, we were supposed to be coming up to the end of the project, but unfortunately because of the COVID-19 crisis that has been delayed, um, but it's been almost two years since we started the, the pilot project. And in terms of uh, this COVID crisis, it's obviously having an impact on the ability to deliver Daphne programs at the moment, or are they seen as an essential service by the government? Yeah, look, unfortunately, it has had a significant impact on the delivery of the program. So for the pump uh, pilot project, for example, we were just beginning to deliver the programs across the country, and that's all had to stop, as have all of the other Daphne programs as well. The Daphne programs are face-to-face group programs, and um, we've had the occasional question of, you know, can this program be delivered online? But um, one of the strengths, as I just mentioned, of the program is that face-to-face group dynamic, and having it online would would take that away from the program. So unfortunately, at the moment, all of the Daphne programs are on hold. We have been able to deliver some of the review programs uh, online. Um, That's where the the group have come together um, through Zoom, for example, and got together. But that kind of group dynamic and getting to know one another, they've already done that in the five-day program. So at this stage, all of the Ausdaphne programs are on hold. Let's hope we can get uh, a resolution to COVID, uh, not just for, for this, but for many other reasons, as soon as we possibly can. And I'm sure that there'll be people lining up for an Ausdaphne program uh, as soon as time permits. Moving back to your role as a diabetes nurse educator, I, I, many of us obviously uh, have diabetes nurse educators that we are close with and, and we've experienced with them, but I'm sure there are many listeners out there as well who um, might not be as familiar with what a diabetes nurse educator is or what they do. So could you give a bit of a rundown in terms of what exactly it entails and, and how you can help with the diabetes care management program of individuals? Yep, yep, sure. Well, I guess if I just speak about my role specifically um, at Diabetes Victoria, Mm -hmm. um, I deliver, and as do my diabetes nurse educator colleagues at Diabetes Victoria, we are responsible for delivering group education programs for people who are living with or affected by diabetes. So, for example, the Daphne program. And we also deliver programs for other health professionals. So um, our programs are diverse. So we don't just have the Daphne program. We have a lot of different um, programs of, of... So the Daphne program runs for five days, for example. We have other programs that might run for a couple of hours. It really depends on what people's goals are when they're coming to us um, as to which program they would do. And we aim to provide through the programs the tools for participants to enable them to more effectively self-manage, there's that word again, and understand their condition. So um, in my role, I also contribute to Diabetes Victoria publications, so writing articles about current issues in diabetes, for example, and I contribute to the development of the curriculum of all of our programs. And I also work on a helpline, which is where people can call in with any questions that they might have 
have. And as you mentioned earlier, I'm currently the project lead for um, Oz Daphne Pump. Um, I guess in terms of what diabetes nurse educators do in general. Um, I've talked about my role, but diabetes nurse educators work across a number of different settings. They could work in hospitals or community centres or primary care or private practice. And in a nutshell, I think what a diabetes nurse educator does is really help people who are living with diabetes to understand their condition and then understand how to manage that condition to hopefully improve their health outcomes. So I think that for me, a diabetes educator can be seen as partnering with people who are affected by diabetes to help them kind of navigate their way through their diabetes journey. And this is uh, available not just for those of us living with diabetes, but for carers and, and partners and, and parents and, and children, et cetera, as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people living with diabetes are certainly not living in isolation, and it's really important that we view people living with diabetes as part of a community, as part of a culture. And so as part of our role, it's also being there to support the community of people around somebody who's living with diabetes. Which is certainly far and wide-ranging. I'm, I'm aware of that without a shadow of a doubt. In terms of um, your role as a, as a nurse educator, you are not there to uh, compete with or take the spot of a GP or an endocrinologist. Are you? you are there to work with them and hand-in-hand hand to just further provide support for the self-care and self-management of people living with the condition? Yeah, absolutely. Our, our role is to work um, as part of the healthcare team um, and to be really supporting um, the person with diabetes um, in their relationship with whether it's their endocrinologist or the physiotherapist or their GP, but to be seen as you know part of a whole of that team. Which... I think team is the key word there, the diabetes care management team. And do you find that the people who um, may be a little bit reluctant to start seeing an educator or, or their GP or, or whatever it might be, um, generally it's through fear might not be the right word, but a little bit of a, a um, they may be a bit fearful of being judged or whatnot. I remember speaking with Nicole French, who's an exercise physiologist, about people who might be a bit reluctant to get into exercise because they think if they have a hypo or something during exercise that they are not managing their condition well and there's a bit of a stigma around it. Do you find often that people who are a bit reluctant or, or may um, not be as forthcoming to do a, uh, to see you guys, they are a little bit uh, more nervous of, of the stigma around poor management of their diabetes? Yeah, look, I, I think that that is a, a, an issue um, for people with diabetes. Um, unfortunately, some people perhaps haven't had a great experience, whether it's with their diabetes or, or another condition with um, health professionals. Um, and so that's something that we need to be very aware of when we're meeting people for the first time, um, people who are living with diabetes, just to understand that they're coming with their own um I guess, ideas of, of what we might be um, offering. So it's really important that we immediately um, reassure and increase their confidence and their, and their trust in us. And it's building that rapport, I think, that is really the foundation of a, of a good, effective, um, therapeutic relationship. And, and that trust you mentioned as a key word, it's a judgment-free zone. And, and you guys have probably just about seen it all and, and again whether that be someone living with the condition or, or a carer or anyone affected di by diabetes it, it is that judgment-free zone for them to, to be themselves and to deal with uh, whatever it is whatever issues they are dealing with 
living with their diabetes. Yeah, absolutely. It's really important that um, people that I'm caring for understand that I'm on their side, that I'm part of their team and that um, that I need to provide for them what they want from me rather than assuming that that. I'm the expert. I'm the one with the knowledge because I'm not the person living with diabetes. I'm a tool in their toolbox and that's how I I want people to see me. So that's sort of something we need to establish really early on. That's a great way of putting it, I think. So from a personal point of view in terms of of your job, a day-to-day basis, you sort of spoke about the many and varying different roles and and responsibilities you will have on a day-to-day basis. But a normal day in your type of role, what would that sort of look like if there is a normal day, for want of a better word? Oh, I think one of the things I really love about this role at Diabetes Victoria is that there really isn't a normal day uh, and there's not a, a you know, I'm, I'm never doing the same thing from one day to the next. So, you know, on a Monday I could be running a Daphne program, which is always a little bit crazy and we've got lots of people and, and lots of conversations and lots of dynamic things happening in the room and and the next day I might be sitting quietly at my desk all day um, writing a curriculum and then the next day I might be lucky enough to be going off to um, another city to be observing somebody else delivering a Daphne program. So it really is very diverse and and can change from day to day, which, as I said, is one of the things I really love about this job. It's no different to uh, being someone living with diabetes, even though... In theory, it could be the same day with different challenges and different things pop up from day to day. In terms of what you like about it and the helping people aspect of it, is there anything specific that stands out that you really enjoy and is the best part of your job? Yeah, well, I think, um, as I just mentioned then, I I really love the diversity in the role. Um, But I think that really mostly what I love is that I get to help people manage a really challenging and relentless condition. And I especially love it when I can see that what I do makes a difference for, for them. And whether that's you know, might sound simple, but just answering a question for somebody on the helpline can make a significant difference in the way they feel about themselves and their confidence in managing their diabetes. Uh, Or it might be spending several days with somebody, so running a five-day Daphne program and and helping them to apply a new way of managing their condition. Um, So that's really what I love the most about the role, but I also love the people that I work with. I work in a really supportive team with like-minded people who are really striving to provide that excellent evidence-based care and who are really willing to share their expertise and help support me um, in whatever I'm endeavouring to do in my work. Couldn't have put it better, I don't think. In terms of obviously there are are some moments that, that might not be so great as well, what are the more tougher or more challenging parts of the role? Um, well, I think, as I mentioned before, it's really important that we're providing evidence-based support and education. And when you've got such a busy and diverse role, it can be really challenging to stay across the latest research and evidence. And, and as you know, Jack, and as anybody who's either living with or, or working with people who are living with diabetes, um, it's great that there's lots of new and interesting research coming out, but it can be really hard to keep across that. 
but I'm really well supported in that at Diabetes Victoria. Um, we have a librarian who helps us access all the relevant research, and she's fantastic. Um, we also have a great relationship with um, the ACBRD, and we're really encouraged to um, improve ourselves professionally through lots of professional development. There are professional development grants that we're encouraged to apply for. Um, where We attend lots of conferences and seminars, and we present seminars and um, collaborative meetings um, through Diabetes Victoria as well. And we're generally provided for, with time in our roles to research and, and to learn in that ongoing way, which is great. But, it, it, you know, that aside, it can still be really challenging to keep across it. Of course. <laughs> New things coming out every day, it sounds like. Uh, that's certainly one thing I can vouch for. It's almost every day when you're watching the news is some form of new breakthrough or, or scientific um, discovery. Changing tactics a little bit now from your specific role um, and whatnot to 2020 International Year of the Nurse and Midwife, which obviously we are in at the moment. How important is that uh, for you and, and not just you, but all of your colleagues that, that you work with? Yeah, look, I think it's it's really important and I'm, I'm really proud to see that this is the um, the year for us to be um, celebrating and acknowledging the specialist role that nurses take within the healthcare team. Um I've always said that, and I hold firmly to the belief that what nurses specialise in is care, and care encompasses a really broad spectrum of specialties. So from the specifics of the condition that a patient might be dealing with, so for example, diabetes, um, care encompasses advocating for patient rights and also, and I mentioned this before, but really caring for that person within the context of their culture. So that is that they're part of a community and part of a family. And um, generally, nurses get to spend more time with patients than other members of the healthcare team. And I think that that's a really privileged position and that then helps us to view the person as a whole, both physically and emotionally and really as part of, of a culture. Um, and I think it's really great that we've got a whole year dedicated to acknowledging the work that nurses and midwives do. And and I really hope that the year's also going to help highlight some of the ongoing challenges that nurses face in their profession and what this means to our communities as a whole. We know that there's an increasing shortfall of nurses right across the globe, and, and that's even more evident in the times of the COVID-19 crisis. And that's really multifactorial, but it's great that we've got this international year to kind of highlight some of those issues and hopefully see that some of those issues will be addressed by providing that appropriate education and support that's needed to kind of enable a new generation of nurses to emerge and to be able to perform at their best. And obviously very important to, to note that uh, obviously you're a diabetes nurse educator, but this is the International Year of the Nurse and Midwife is encompassing all nurses and, and midwives, no matter what, I suppose, specialty area there are. And as you said, you know, there's no uh, greater example than the COVID crisis that we're dealing with at the moment of, of the work that all nurses and, and midwives are doing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think that um, there's been a new appreciation um, of not just nurses, but of the whole whole team of people that are out there on the ground um, dealing with this 24-7. On the front line, as, as we are hearing the commonly used phrase in, in the news and media, just going back again to the advocacy that you talked about that you guys do for, for people living with diabetes and how important is that advocacy and I suppose the voice that you're providing for, for people affected or living with diabetes? 
Oh, look, I think it's essential. I think that everything I do in my role as a diabetes educator is really underpinned by my belief that people with diabetes deserve that access to universal health care and education um, to help them improve their ability to manage. And I think that at Diabetes Victoria, we're ensuring that all of our programs and services have consumer input and feedback. And it's really vital to me that I'm providing care that is viewed by people who are actually living with diabetes as important and needed. And if any of my clients aren't receiving access to services um, or, for example, maybe the consideration in the workplace that they deserve, then I assist them to access the support that they need. Crucial, crucial indeed. And sorry, getting back again, I've, I've just jumped around a little bit there, but just getting back to the International Year of the Nurse and Midwife, you touched on the um, shortfall of nurses and, and midwives around the world. What exactly is the extent of this? And, and then a secondary question is, what can we do or what can be done to help alleviate this issue? Um, look, I think what needs to be done is there needs to be um, resources allocated to ensuring that nurses are um, educated to a certain uh, appropriate level and then we need to be ensuring that um, nurses are provided with the resources that they need to actually deliver um, a certain standard of care um, and, and from country to country that's not just in Australia that that's something that um, you know we need to look at as a larger whole to be looking at what can be done globally to ensure that people are, are, are receiving the the appropriate care that they need. Which, as as nurses, I, I can certainly vouch for, is is all all that uh, you guys are looking at. It's the, it's the importance of the people you are caring for and, and working with and ensuring that their quality of life and the help and support you guys are providing is, is as good as it possibly can be. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Michelle, we are running out of time and, and I could, you know, talk about the role that you guys do and, and the importance of it and, and the benefits of it all day long, I think. But as a bit of a recap in terms of messaging both uh, the role that you play as a diabetes nurse, nurse educator and the Oz Daphne program and, and also um, the International Year of the Nurse and Midwife, I know that we have covered quite a lot, but is there anything that you sort of wanted to leave us with in terms of an overarching message? It might be one for each or, or whatever that might be. Um, look, I think that in, in terms of um, people living with diabetes wanting to access a diabetes nurse educator, um, certainly probably the first place to start would be to talk to your GP about a referral to a diabetes nurse educator or get in touch with us at Diabetes Victoria or the Australian Diabetes Educators Association and we can help you locate somebody uh, near you uh, to assist you. Um, in terms of the Daphne program, I think we already touched on the fact that you can contact us at Diabetes Victoria and we can help you locate a program that's near you. Um, and in terms of international, uh, the year of the um, nurse and midwife, I am just really grateful that you've given me this opportunity to talk about how proud I am of being a nurse and how fantastic it is to see that nurses and midwives are being acknowledged and, and hopefully um, raising the profile and importance of nurses and midwives um, for people across the globe. Uh, as someone who has had a lot to do with nurses and midwives, or not as much with midwives, but certainly with nurses 
in my time as someone living with diabetes, but also certainly in times of, um, you know, a lot of football surgeries and operations and, and lots of times in hospital, I, I certainly couldn't be more thankful. And I know that uh, particularly at the moment, the the frontline workers that, that we did touch on, uh, I think people are certainly at this time are seeing exactly what they're doing and the impact they are. So from my point of view, I, I wanted to say thank you to you and to all of you out there and Hopefully, 2020 uh, International Year of the Nurse and Midwife is exactly what uh, it's meant to be and you're getting out of it. The uh, respect and the, um, I suppose, the thanks that you guys deserve. As a recap on what you said, Michelle, any further information is on the Diabetes Victoria website. You can speak with your GP, um, all of that information. It's really important. Don't be afraid to get involved because, as touched on, the work that uh, all nurses uh, and midwives do, but particularly, you know, in this in this environment, the diabetes nurse educators, with and in conjunction with the Oz Daphne program, it is so important and so valuable. So, Michelle, thank you so much for joining me. I've I've loved it, and uh, I, I really wish you all the best. Great, thanks, Jack, and thanks for the opportunity. Thank you once again. And to all people out there living with or affected by diabetes, it is a crazy time at the moment with COVID, but. Remember to stay isolated as much as you can, stay safe, and hopefully we can all get through this together. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the program. If you'd like to contact us, it's very easy. Simply send an email to podcast at diabetesvic.org.au. Or, of course, all the information you'll need is on the website, diabetesvic.org.au. 